Man is least himself when he talks in his own person. Give him a mask, and he will tell you the truth. Oscar Wilde Success lies accidents. Chapter 1 I didn't even get my digital camera out of the hotel room. Not even sure where exactly I left it sitting. Maybe on the nightstand, perhaps on the bathroom counter, along with my toothbrush and shaving kit, which were also abandoned in the Eagle Hotel as I fled out into the night. Early morning, I suppose. That's okay, though. I didn't want those pictures anyway. If I looked at them then, I'd probably puke. No, instead of having a nice, calm packing session, as do most people who are vacating hotels, I instead opted for the guilty what-have-I-done-I-have-to-get-home-now route. Oh, and I was still slightly drunk. It's basic math, really. Two adults of the opposite sex, plus a big faraway city, plus hotel, plus alcohol, equals a recipe for potential lapses in judgment. I had awakened in room 320. Not my room. I looked at the bedside clock on the nightstand and saw that it was a little after 1 a.m., Slightly disoriented for only a second, soon the flood of memories of the past few hours poured into me and my breath caught in my chest. A feeling of guilt sucker-punched me to the point that it was physically painful. I jumped out of the bed, naked, and fished around on the floor for my clothes and found my boxers. It had all come down to a moment of complete weakness on my part. Weakness and stupidity. I could have stopped it. I had the opportunity to be the logical one, the DD, designated decider. We had come back up together on the elevator after dinner, both buzzing off the bottle of wine. The fun that we had sightseeing together during the day had butted its head into dinner and seemed like it wasn't going to leave. I helped Jenna down the hallway toward our rooms, and it was as I was trying to open her door to get her inside that she kissed me. It wasn't a light kiss, not an exploratory peck. No, she went right for the passionate, full-force, tongue-searching kiss. That's when I had to make my choice. I thought I had made the right one, actually. My mind had a megaphone and was announcing all the right things, screaming my wife's name, Amy, Amy, and letting me know that I knew this was wrong. I did know, and I agreed, Problem was, my body didn't listen. I pulled on my boxers and Jenna stirred in the bed behind me. She had drunk a lot more wine than I had. I prayed she wouldn't wake up. I gathered up what I hoped to be the rest of my suit and shoes and slid quietly out the door and into my own room next door. I threw in the first thing I could find in my suitcase, a T-shirt and some blue jeans, and threw everything else as one big pile back in and zipped it closed forgetting to check the bathroom and locate my camera, of course. Four minutes later, I was out on the street, hailing a cab for the first and only time in my life. Where to? The driver had asked as I slung my suitcase and laptop bag in first and then dived in after, slamming the door. JFK, I said. And I know this might sound cliche, but as fast as you can. He nodded and pulled out into New York City. I had to get to Amy. I didn't know what was going to happen or what I was going to say, but I had to get to Amy as fast as I could.
I managed to get lucky, at least I thought so at the time, and was able to get myself on the only flight headed back to Virginia that was scheduled to leave JFK Airport before 9 a.m. I could have waited, should have waited. I know that now, but I feel I will fail you as a writer now in the fact that I cannot come up with the words to adequately express the surge of raw emotions that were alive all through me then.